It's the Process Podcast, episode 291. You're having burgers for dinner tonight, Zach Watson? Yeah, I'm going to crush a few, like probably three. Ooh. Now, are you doing those as three individual burgers on three on three pairs of buns? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. See, I thought when you said that to me, I thought you were going to put three or maybe two on one patty, mm. like two on one bun, and then have a single have them like do a double and a single right. and maybe if you're an animal do a triple but no. do three singles that's a that's a baller move yeah i don't want to stack it wow. too much do you have a trepidation towards stacking hamburgers I just like i mean i like big macs and they stack on there that's fair but it's like yeah that's like stacking sheets of toilet paper though it's pretty thin it is pretty thin that is true i just i don't know i'm just like if you have a good patty that's thick enough, it's like you don't really need to double stack or else it's actually too much. Okay, interesting point. Interesting point. And I like I, when you go out to like a I restaurant agree. or something and you get like a you know, or like a pub or something, you get a burger that's like, you know, burger, but it has like, I remember Beer Town used to have this one. I don't know if they still do because they change your menu like fucking crazy. But they would have one. It was like roasted pork belly burger. And it oh. was like, obviously like a, like a, you know, brioche bun or whatever or maybe it was like a pretzel mm. bun or whatever but it was like the standard burger patty that was really nice but it had like really like soft tender pork on it oh man and then it had like um like some sort of garlic aioli or something type sauce with it mayo my god type of cheese and like sauerkraut or something like that like some sort of like coleslaw wow. or no it's not sauerkraut coleslaw with it wow. on a burger and it was mm, chef's kiss it was really really nice Cole, coleslaw and pork go really well together for some I think, reason i guess that's why they were together on a burger but it, it worked really well but i like doing that that's where it's incredible. like okay burger and then put like some other like meat on it that's nice i don't mm-hmm. need like three fucking burger patties because then it just it simply makes it harder i was about to say harder to use but it is harder to use. It's harder. The to user use. experience is not as welcoming. It's been as refined. As refined, and it's also like then it's like the ratio of burger, meat, the beef, to mm-hmm. like every other um, ingredient. Yeah, and the Accessory. is off. Then the ratio is off. True, and it's like mm-hmm. too much. Fucking McDonald's get away with it because, like you said, the patties are like yeah. To- toilet, toilet paper. paper they're thin so it's fine you can what, have like but with that five of them equal one regular yeah patty. that's so it's the, like that's the thing it kind of balances out but yeah you don't you're not gonna have like three really thick ones it's only when you see those like challenge food challenge burgers where it's like 18 of them stacked or something but no, yeah not, not crazy yeah it reminds me of i went to a burger place in australia early australia. on in my i did actually by the way just going to sneak that in there. Um, but it was early on in the trip. It was around, it was in May. And I think it's called 5-1, I think it was 5-1-2-1 Burgers in Richmond. And interesting name. It is, it, was, it is a bit interesting because there's an ice cream place across the street from it that was like 5 one 
ice cream, something like uh, that. Must have been owned by the same people, right? Has to. Unless it was like a so. troll. It's like, see, that place just opened up. Let's. Oh, time to open up my dream ice cream place. I know what I'm going to name it. And it's like every number is just one digit off the other. Oh, yeah. Or it's the five, same one, number two, as one. the other place backwards. Oh, that'd be Six, hilarious. 6232. Two. That would be creepy. That'd be, it would definitely mess with people. But I I went in and I was like, I'm starving because I'd been walking around the city all day. And I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to indulge myself on uh, food excellence. So I went to the went to the menu, and this is when I was living my splurgy days, and I went to the bottom of the menu, which is typically where the most expensive items were, and just and looked around at like the three heavy hitter burgers. The one that I got was a it was a red it was a beetroot pretzel bun. So interesting. The and the beetroot kind of only affected the color had nothing to do with the flavor of it at all so it was a red hamburger yeah like a natural dye essentially exactly exactly um and then so i had that was the bun and then it i forget the name of it but it had a piece of fried chicken Mm. uh there was a beef patty on there and there was a portion of pull of pork of like of pulled pork shit okay that's a combo Mm -hmm. I, I want to say it wasn't the the three horsemen, uh, but it was so something along those. It's the four horsemen. It's yeah. supposed to be the four horsemen. There was there was another burger that is called Sick. the four horsemen. That's from Burger Priest actually in Vaughn. Mm. There's Vaughn a hamburger called which I haven't tried yet, but a Burger Priest. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, Got to go in there. You have to ask for the four horsemen because it's not on the menu. Um, and to be honest, I ate it in like five minutes and it was pretty quick. Nick and I went one time during the Umbra project. It, I made short word of that. I say you're also an animal. That, that was your animal days though too when it comes to eating. Those are my animal days. Yeah. yeah. Got a Snapchat memory the other day from three years ago. So when we were in third year right. and it was like post gym snack and it was a heaping plate of vegetables and beef and rice nice. and pierogies, a smoothie, and then a bowl of tuna. And uh, cottage cheese with pickles in it, or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like you. Oh my! Actually, there's a place I was where me and Seb went like the first day that everything reopened. Mm -hmm. Um, then we were allowed to go to patios again. It was like just down the street from me and Galt. I don't know if the place is called Thirteen or Kitchen Thirteen or Bar Thirteen. I don't know. Oh, Um, interesting. It just has Thirteen in it. That's all I know. Um. But it was, that was pretty good, and we had like, I had the the dirty burger it was called, and then, and then Seth had the dirty bird, which is the same thing, but it was chicken. It was um, chicken. That was meat. actually that was a really nice burger too. It was like yeah, burger patty, and it had like two different types of cheeses, and it was really nice. Mm. A bit pricey though. You're making me. How how expensive was that? It one? was like that was like an eighteen dollar burger, which is like I oh, guess okay. kind of like common kind for like a bar restaurant burger, but. Yeah. Like you go to like, um, Beer Town, you get one of their big burgers, and it's stacked, and you get like a shit ton of fries with it and everything. This one came, and I was like, "Hey, looks a bit small and short wise, and there wasn't that yeah. many fries." I was like, "Okay, Ooh. for eighteen bucks, like you could give me a few extra fries or something, please." But you know, so Beer Beer Town sounds like it's the place to go. Then that's what you're saying. Beer Town's good, man. It's actually one of those yeah. places. It's like, food is like. 
it always hits. It's not like mm. the greatest whatever. It's not the greatest poutine or greatest burger or greatest nachos or greatest wings you'll ever have. But they're like solid, but they're also like pretty cheap compared mm. to like a, a pub or a, or a restaurant or whatever. Sounds like we've never been, or I've never been rather. Yeah. No, next time, you know, you'll have to come down and we'll have to. Oh, you know what we got to do? Go. On on Saturday. Actually, I was going to everyone... talk to this about you after, after about the idea of all of us, unless everyone else coming were lame and decided they didn't want to, but we could all go out to dinner will. together afterwards. Dude, 100%, 100%. Let's do it. Or at least people who care. are actually not lame could all go get food together. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm down. Why Sweet. not? That's Dude, that's another opportunity for photos. Yeah, as the best photos of eating. People eating stuff. I completely, completely agree. People eating people. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm totally down. We'll yeah. put it on the schedule for the day. Okay. Say, drive, big waterfall, rad photos, big food, big sleep. I like that. That sounds like the best day, the best day ever. Yeah. Um, You know that feeling when, I'm going to pivot slightly. Okay. You know that feeling when you find a new account or a new person on YouTube mm. and you really dig their stuff, you resonate with what mm. they're talking about or what they're showing and you're like, I want to dive in. And you 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 almost relate to the person themselves. You're like, I feel like I want to know this guy or this girl mm. or this group of people, whoever it is. Because the, the, what they're doing is just, there's flies everywhere. What they're doing is just oh, so right. on point. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of plants. Um, I came across this guy. His name is Evan Raft, and he's a photographer out of, I want to say, Atlanta, somewhere in the States. And I came across his stuff two months ago when I had when I was starting to look into the photo book. Mm. First instinct was to go on YouTube and search up making your own photo book um, into YouTube, and his video was... One of the A had one of the more attractive thumbnails. B had one of the more attractive people in the video, and C overall was just a better a better done, uh, better done video. So I started to watch it a little bit, and obviously since watching one of his videos, a few of them have been pushed through the algorithm because the YouTube gods are like, "Do you more still this. like this? Do you want to like this? Yeah. We think that you want." We know that you want to like this more. We know We're you still... better than you do, and you want to watch this. Exactly. We're just going to give you a little bit of everything all of the time, and that's okay. That was Bo Burnham, not me. Oh, I was going to say that was really good. Yeah, I wish I could take credit for that, but I can't, and I won't. Um, so the videos have been pushed more and more and more and more, and I eventually caved last week, and I was like, all right, I'll just watch a few and and see what it is, and... The video that he posted three, maybe four days ago is of him building the Lego orange Ford Raptor model uh, Lego set. Is it a Technic one? Like a big one? Yeah, or? The, te the Technic one, yeah. Oh, I didn't know they did a Ford Raptor in the Technic. Yeah, it's an orange. It's vibrant. It's pretty big. I'd say it's probably the size of, uh, in terms of length, it's probably the size of your laptop. Okay, it's probably the same size. It's not that's not the big big ones, and that's probably the size of the the Senna GTR yeah, the big, one big. you can get, where it's like yeah, around 70, so. 80 bucks. Those are I think that's it's like twelfth scale or something around there. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, that seems right. Um, 
but the concept of the video was like five, five basic things that of, in this case, a photographer, a photographer should know or should be able to do to either become employable or to promote themselves or talk about this and talk about that. And he was using the Lego set as the medium of the story to tell what each of these five different um, shot types are. Mm. So basically in the video, he breaks down that any kind of entry level, basic level photographer should be able to understand the concept of a flat lay photo, an action candid photo, a macro photo, an environment photo, and then a backdrop product focused photo. And he uses the Lego set of the Raptor to tell this story. So when he's talking about a flat lay, he lays everything out flat on the table, has all the bags there, mm. the, the box, some of the larger pieces arranged in a, in, a, in a flat lay, takes that photo. Action candid, he's putting the thing together, he's building this Lego set, and then that's how um, the rest of those shots are communicated is as he's building the set, he's taking these different types of photos. So an environment photo, when he's done and he puts it on his shelf and he shoots it a certain way and frames it nicely in a, in a nice simple composition, he's got whiter, dark gray walls and then uh, puts it on a, a nice wooden bench that he's got the propped orange. against the wall and it's this, and the orange pops and the orange kills. Um, and wearing a dope outfit. I don't even know what it is, but nice shorts. He's got rad leg tattoos. Like I resonate nice. with that. I want some. He's got a pirate ship on his That's leg. Cool. That's cool. But I found it the the thing that attracted me other than the Lego set was how he used the Lego set to go over these five basic um principles or these five basic techniques of photography or creative visual storytelling for lack of a better term or an alternative term mm. um it's great video very well done i'd recommend it um but i'm i wanted to introduce that as a concept of using like a using a product in this case the lego set to tell the story of skills that one either needs to know, should know, or will continue to practice. And I'm curious what you think. We don't have to break it down now necessarily because I think it takes genuine time to think about. But in the way that he broke down these five things in relation to a Lego set, what can an alternative or not an alternative, what can a similar thing be for say product design, industrial design. Mm. Um, if you say there's five basic skills that an industrial designer needs to know, how can you communicate those say five basic things or for our sake, because we're Fruit Loops, make it easier and we'll say three. Mm, I was gonna say that, damn. <laughs> yeah. The th what are three basic, like three skills that an, that an industrial designer needs to know but how can we tell that in a in a creative way that's not just 
Step one, do this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, which is boring. Do this, blah, 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 which is boring. And again, use why like that video stands out. Because a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of other like even other nicely put together videos for photography, for example, will be like five things you need you should know if you want to be a successful photographer, you know, freelance, yeah. whatever. And it's like number one, and it's like it's the cliche, like it's the expected way to like convey that information in a video format. Mm-hmm. Or in like a lesson tutorial format to people. But I, that's actually so clever to actually like have an example. Oh, Because so many so people clean. are like, oh, you, you have to know how to do this type of shot. And then they give you some like random example online that's like this crazy epic landscape or whatever. Or a house mm-hmm. in the middle of a field or something. It's like, see, whatever. But it's like using something as simple as that, which is also mm-hmm. eye-catching and also kind of interesting and unique. And using it as a great example to be like, hey, this is how... I'm using the same one object for all five yeah. sh- types of shots. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think I can. And he's, he's including the images in the video as well. Right. So when he's, when he's talking about a flat lay, yeah, 99% of people know what that means. I, I'd like but to exactly. see, like, I'd actually say, no, we'll go with five for yeah. design, but I would do, I would boil down, like, you know, we always boil down the um, design method or process into mm-hmm. like five big steps yeah do a video yep. around that mm. and then choose a product and go and have that product is doing the same thing where it's that like focusing point which is like the object yeah as the example and go through the, the five stages so like mm, i like that research and was it research and like you know ideation? Goodness, I've got no idea. Research and ideation. Research. Yeah. I I see. I think concept. Like, I feel like research, ideation, concept, refinement. I think often looks. Remember when we did that design manifesto for um, Sandro. Oh, for Sandro. I That's broke right. it down to a point where I I liked it. I think it was like research and like empathy or research and empathizing or something for the first mm. one. And then number two was ideation. Um, th- three was concept development and refinement. Four was prototyping. And then five was like finalize, like further tweaking, finalizing and presenting. Oh, that's, that sounds I dig that. And I, that. I think if you chose like a product and and mm-hmm. took it through that process, that'd be mm. a cool video, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really neat. Again, using one just one product, something mm-hmm. simple to like bring it all together kind of thing. Yeah. So it's consistent. And I think I think for for a video like that to be successful, it has the the product that you're using as the medium of education per se mm-hmm. should should be something interesting like my mind immediately goes to like a great example would be um the the what is it called like a carrot potato peeler yeah. from ido or frog or whatever it was yeah. where yeah from frog where it had a nice handle and blah 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 it's like that's great but it's also I mean, you can make a video about that. It's absolutely doable, but I feel like potatoes and a potato peeler as the as the subject is just less enticing versus if you were to say, 
use the iPad and the Apple Pencil as an easy example. That's a perfect, easy, more attractive thing than a potato peeler. Yeah. But I think the I think almost the biggest challenge is going to be finding the right product to tell that story with. You know? I, I think that'd be cool. That could be something you gotta add into it, both video form and take that and put it into like a page layout. And that could go into mm-hmm. the Humber book. Oh fuck. Genius. Not only is this really what you're gonna learn story. throughout your four years of this design method, which everything mm-hmm. revolves around, your life will now revolve around these five steps, but also here's an example of how you use it. Mm. And how you how you can apply it as well. And how you can apply it, which is always the it's one thing to learn and be like, Oh, okay, I know how to use it and then use it. And you're like, uh yeah. it was like when Odin mm-hmm. be like Okay, now you understand harmony. Use it, and you're like uh, uh, squares and circles together. <laughs> it's that, that makes a lot of sense. It's another step to try and implement it, right? Mm-hmm. I do like that yeah. idea, though. I think that'd be cool because I mean, I haven't done much searching on YouTube, but I feel like I haven't seen anything really like that. No, I haven't. At least done well, other than like a step by step, like step one, you should do research on your market demographic or yeah. it's like you know that's, that's boring. Kind of boring doing it like it visually is. you know you're getting lectured at that point and no yeah, one really likes to be lectured, lectured. No. even no. if it's about something cool you don't want to be lectured you want to be like shown you want to be immersed mm-hmm. in it you know you, you want to yeah. have the story behind it otherwise it's yeah it's step it's one the step whole, two. it's the whole showing versus telling yeah thing from creative writing from literally photography even though you're showing someone a photo how can you show them the story as opposed to telling them the story someone comes up to a photo or a painting and they're like and then the artist there yeah so this is my painting it's about blah 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 person should be able to look at it and either understand the story subject matter or interpret their own story from it without needing to be verbally diarrhea upon yeah last thing you want to do like a video about design and then the video itself isn't well designed yeah it's just trash it's like the photography it's like if you're doing a video on how to be a good photographer you want the video to be like shot fucking you know chef's kiss at least yeah at least well (laughs) or or it's like well is the minimum or it's like should i should i be taking pointers from this guy or (laughs) Yeah, you always video question kind yourself. of blows, but he's talking, t- trying to teach photography. It's like, you know, it's like the people who gives give sketch. Bleh, can't speak today. Sketch critiques in school. Oh god, but they don't understand. But they don't understand yeah. perspective. We all know those people without naming yeah. names. Or or rendering techniques. You're like, yeah, yeah. but but uh, but you just flat fill everything, and everything looks flat. Yes, everything is one shade of gray. There you go. Which doesn't happen if you have one light source and a multifaceted object. You have at least three. So, yeah, not optimal. But yeah, I I would implore you to watch the video. Yes, I got to watch it. Um, I think it's pretty like there's two halves to it. The first half is the, the building and the construction. The second half is kind of an analysis of it. But I think it's worthwhile to watch both. Plus, he's an attractive guy. Plus, 
He's got tattoos. Dress is nice. Fuck. I'll leave him a comment and be like, I like your orange Lego truck and also you're an attractive guy. Big and then up. you comment that and I'll reply to the comment with the same thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Just really mess with him. Yeah. He'd be super confused. But yeah, he's been big inspo for uh, photo book too. So I like that. big shout out to Evan Raft. And uh, that brings us to the end of another episode because I'm hungry. Zach's hungry. And we got to plan out our photo day on Saturday. So busy tings, busy tings. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in any design stuff, send us an email to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or visit the website com. And if you got a pod question, send it to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And Monsieur Zach Watson. Kessica yes, La Instagram. The process underscore underscore podcast. Oh, oui, oui, je m'appelle beaucoup. Je suis le pomme de terre. <laughs> and uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.